This week, we're talking blue people. Avatar 1, Avatar 2, massive budgets, and why these movies need to be seen in theater and at home here on The Folding List. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us once again on The Folding List, where we pay attention to the movies so you don't have to, but every time you, you need to pay attention to these movies on the first watch at least. And this is a prime example of watching a movie the correct way the first time through. And I'm gonna bring my co-host in. I know he watched Avatar 1 properly. You, come on, Cam, did you did you watch Avatar 1 like properly uh, in IMAX 3D when it first came out? I did not. I am not gonna lie to you. I watched it Ooh. in standard vision because we were poor. <laughs> <laughs> standard standard coleco vision yeah. we paid like nine dollars for our tickets uh we sat in standard <laughs> uh back in the yeah, 2009 can was struggling <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wasn't the dollar theater at least you, you were still it might have been uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> well well i since since you didn't see it, like I know it like it, it really makes a big, big difference to see this movie properly. That's why, like uh, when the second one just came out, like I really looked into how to see this movie properly. I um, like read these articles, found it, sent it to my homeboy so he knew how to see it properly because uh, I, I get on to him man. I, I, I told him a long time ago, if you didn't see Avatar one in theater in 3D the first time, you didn't see that movie. But uh Actually, he saw Avatar 2 and seemed to really enjoy it. So I wanted to have him on the program. So uh, once again, why don't we uh, bring on my boy, Todd? What's going on, Todd? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Three snaps. Space snaps. Yeah. <laughs> this, you got to give the, the tiny snaps. The tiny, yeah. tiny snaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Todd, uh, how, did you see the, uh, how did you see the first one, man? Uh, the first movie or the second, the first screening of my, the second movie? <laughs> oh no 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 <laughs> we weren't even getting into the the number of screenings yet yeah yeah uh, okay we, yeah, I'm an just, yeah. expert i don't yeah. know the <laughs> language just yet but i'm working on bonding with a tolkoon oh yeah <laughs> but yeah you certainly mean the first movie um i yeah, do remember yeah. seeing the first movie in the theaters i remember mostly just people talking about it and thinking it was or like saying it was cool it was 3d it was new at the time i definitely hadn't seen a 3d movie before and then i went and saw that um you know it's been quite a long time but my recollection was i liked it i thought it was cool i thought the 3d was cool um but I always remembered it for that, that whole experience and it being just yeah. a crazy action movie, um, mm. kind of like Fern Gully meets T2 type <laughs> uh, situation. Yeah, straight up. And it was cool. I mean, I liked it. I dug it. And, um, you know, I didn't think about it too much afterwards. And I'm, I honestly don't think I've rewatched it. I did just rewatch it recently. But in the past like mm. decade, I did not watch Avatar again. Wow. But it was, I still enjoyed it. I remember thinking it was really cool. Uh, maybe just assuming that I didn't have a 3D TV, and so maybe it wouldn't be as compelling. Um, which rewatching it now, you know, isn't fair to the movie. It's definitely a good movie otherwise visually, but definitely remember certain scenes just being like, oh, this is hella cool. Yeah, yeah I, remember, 
I remember uh, one of my buddies had a 3D TV and that thing was bigger than his entire room. So we tried to watch. <laughs> yeah, he turned that shit on and it was like, that shit was horrible. Oh, Everybody man, had to have the glasses. Like, yeah, it was wow. a complicated setup. And the glasses had to be charged because uh, yep. they had batteries in them. Certain ones, yeah. And those cost a lot of money, too. Those were like some PS5 controllers or something. Like, oh, yeah. like how many good Probably friends more do you really that. have? <laughs> like, Jared, then, you don't get glasses because we don't. <laughs> you only had two. You just, three of us, so one person had to watch it with like double vision. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be fucked up. I was like, man, <laughs> just wa walking out, bumping into walls and shit. I can't see. My, my eyes got adjusted. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Like, if you watch a 3D movie long enough, does it just like, do your eyes just get, that would be terrible. If your eyes just uh, got adjusted to, well, actually, it wouldn't do that because it doesn't matter. But I guess we can kind of dive into that because like, uh, that's, that's what I always thought was uh, amazing about the first one was just the technology. Like story aside, we can get into that in a second here. But um, when I saw it the first time, I saw it in IMAX 3D. Like I had seen 3D before. I saw Beowulf. Had y'all seen Beowulf? Do y'all remember that? No, yeah. I haven't seen that in the theater, but I do recall it being visually quite cool. Yeah, yeah I was actually yeah. shocked. Uh, I thought that it was a, um, a live action movie with, uh, you know, real characters until I think I saw it on probably like Showtime or something like that when it came out. In mm -hmm. theaters. Like, oh, shit, this is this is uh, 3D. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like com completely uh, CGI, fully computer animated, like the entire thing. But 3D, somewhat realistic, but kind of fell into that uh, uncanny, uncanny valley. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, actually, um, does someone want to go ahead and explain what the Uncanny Valley is? Because that's something that I think Avatar 1 succeeded in that nothing else did at the time, which is really something that I hadn't thought about, is that's the only movie that was full, that was, had moments that were fully CGI where the Uncanny Valley wasn't an issue. So, so Cam, do you want to explain what that is? Do you, uh, yeah, because I yeah. want to do... A lot of that, yeah. Yeah, so Uncanny Valley is kind of like where uh, the 3D uh, gets to a point where it looks a little bit too realistic because we have mm -hmm. stylized 3D and then we have photorealistic 3D. And then Uncanny Valley kind of falls in where the photorealistic 3D happens, where you kind of get the Polar Express um yeah. <laughs> uh effect where these people yeah. they look super real but they also look very very animated and um it's not really pleasing uh to the eye um and because their eyes mind, don't move so. properly and like exactly. it, there's weird weird things like that that they just like could not figure out at the time exactly like your mind wants to make it real but you already know that this is a cartoon essentially um, so that's where you don't want to be if you're making a uh, 3D, you know, visual spectacle. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's like, that's why that first movie succeeded so well is because even though they were going for photorealistic, it didn't fall into the uncanny valley of I can tell this is straight up fake. It doesn't look fun 
and it doesn't look real. I don't like this at all. But they actually were able, James Cameron and crew were able to to get past that valley. Like, mm-hmm. uh, have you? Uh, what's your like? What what in your like recent dive into Avatar? Like, what have you found out, Todd, about like at least the process of Avatar One? Oh boy. I can't speak too much to the process other than, you know, because I'm certainly no technical expert other than that he's no, filmed yeah, them yeah, both yeah. with stereo cameras. So they've all been like shot and filmed with the idea of being 3D versus what so much later 3D was to be added in post-production. And in both of the movies, it just makes such a big difference. I mean, he's clearly making all the shots um, in such a way that, you you know, uses the foreground or the background, but you can tell the difference with just it was truly filmed for 3D, and it just is much more immersive than, um, you know, I remember seeing Pi or Life of Pi, and there's a cool scene where, like, the whale jumps out, and it's all really cool, but, like, 99% of the movie is not involving 3D. It's perfectly normal. Um, But Cameron has this effect where you're really, like, in this different world. You feel like you have these goggles on into Pandora, (laughs) and it's just very effective. Um, Yeah, and I think 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 one... His most impressive uh, scenes are the ones with the humans and the animated yeah. characters. And it's even better in the new one where you're just like, wow, this doesn't look crazy. The interactions look very natural and real. Um, yep. You know, it's incredible. There's none of that, like, that yeah. stuff where, like, the the hand is kind of floating on the CGI. Mm-hmm. Like, when when you have a, a real a real object interacting with a like CGI object. A lot of the times, whenever they start moving together and they're supposed to be touching those, their contact will start to kind of float back and forth. If you're looking real close, um, which is something I, I do probably too much. Um, but the, in avatar one, there was, there, there was none of that because most of the time the entire environment was CGI, which, you couldn't quite like you knew it was fake but it was like this just looks it looks too good for me to care like i just don't i just don't care um yeah yeah james cameron did a wonderful job sure Um, and the actors blend in so well yeah yeah yep and then that's like the uh what is it in in the first one so I guess the the plot let, let's get into at least the plot of the first one at this point so we can understand so we can at least let the audience know because i'm sure they probably haven't seen avatar i know not too many people that's a kind of a slept on movie uh mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm being sarcastic obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah so like basically the humans have found this planet with um uh element or mineral on them that's super valuable on earth it's called unobtainium yeah (laughs) one of the cornier james cameron decisions but i I, like with all of it i accept it and it's cool of course Uh, you know what i want want, uh, james everyone's getting the set (laughs) oh what's what's that what's that mineral going to be called huh the what why everyone's there we what what's that everybody's coming to set what's that going to be called uh unobtainium <laughs> cool. really had like a hundred drafts of it too and then he's like yeah fuck it we'll do like the unobtainium shit like damn it right yeah, that's cool that sounds cool that's an amazing like i understand what he's doing like uh with certain elements there they are just like straight pieces of someone's name i get that but uh I can't even think of any examples. I, I I know what he's trying to do, but 
He didn't have to do that. He could have thought of something. He just fake. He could have asked a scientist. I think that was kind of one of the things that. <laughs> sure. In that was the new movie, the... there's new stuff. There's new uh, yeah. magical stuff going on. Yeah. And I, I think they actually handle it. Um, we'll, we'll see if I, if we get a chance to like really dive into it. That, that's one thing that I really enjoy about all of this um, is like, especially in the first one was the biology of it all. Like uh, just seeing like all of the plant life when they landed down and, and Jake Sully was getting that speech, like everything here is going to kill you. You are going to die. And he had that big like scar across his face and all that kind of stuff. And at that point, you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, we're going to see James Cameron, like aliens, crazy monsters. And then you get out there and you're like, oh, it's just like a beautiful planet. Cool. This is just James showing what the, showing what he can do, which was, uh, which was great. Great, great. Sure. Great. Right. And in the first movie, to your point of summarizing it, like um, they arrive on the planet and there's this whole mission and you don't even know the Navi until Jake is like infiltrating them as an avatar um because of course he has no legs in the first movie so he that's like part of the whole thing is he's like living this you know uh, other life uh, of his deceased brother or whoever i think his brother who couldn't go on the mission yeah yeah and so yeah. then you get so, to see them and you're like oh my god these aliens are actually super awesome yeah like it, it was a lot of it kind of uh it gave me the vibes of uh the abyss but with like the lights turned on you know what i mean sure. like <laughs> right. everything everything was you know it's all it's all the james cameron stuff but everything was so bright and vibrant and and like you said you the humans are infiltrating the the uh, navi by creating these uh basically brainless bodies that humans can like mentally jump into to use these bodies as avatars um and so jake gets to go into the environment after getting separated from his crew and everybody like that he jumped in there with um and that's when he meets the navi he meets uh what's her name again natiri natiri, natiri. yes mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's when he meets natiri and starts to actually get into the tribe and you see the planet but i think like tr i i think the moment that this movie truly clicked for me avatar one like the exact moment was when she was like you gotta put out this torch and then she like turned it out and then everything just kind of lit up i think mm. that's when i was like oh okay 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 like this is like a it's an exploration into what life would be like on another planet I, that's when I knew it's not like that first one is very interesting. It's very interesting because it was just straight world building. Right. And you can tell Cameron imagined this world and then was like, I, I can and want to create this. And the detail is just exceptional. You just like, don't see it in other movies. It's more like a book where like he's mm. crafting all these details for no reason, but you're just like, Oh, it makes the whole world seem much more believable. Yep. there's this whole biome and there's you know all these different wow uh you know it's got the animals the kind of yeah, dog-like things running around uh yep. very cool everything's got six legs instead of four which uh at the at the time a lot of uh four <laughs> uh, eyes instead of a lot of sure just double yeah, eyes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well-known alien <laughs> like trait. a lot of biologists were like you 
animals don't have six legs because they would bump into each other. You can't just have six legs. And that that's why <laughs> I think in this one, he went to water. And it, it seemed like a lot of it was much more spot on in Avatar 2. But mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're, not, we're not even really there yet. We got a long ways to go. Um, but I think Avatar 1, actually, now that we're touching on Avatar 2, I feel like Avatar 1 has proven itself to be just a straight up introduction into the world. Like there was no real, like what continuation of plot other than your main three characters, like, or four characters were there in Avatar 2? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, basically They they didn't even really talk about Unobtainium. They didn't talk about all the people they sent away. Like none of that. It was basically just like, all right. Our favorite characters are back in that world. Those people right. that you fell in love with in the first one. Now we're going to see where they go. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that makes me appreciate the first one even more because that lets me go, oh, he intentionally was like, oh, don't, don't worry about the plot. You know the plot. Don't worry about that. Right. Like, that's not what this And now we get to know the family. And now all the other movies make sense. You're like, okay, I get it. You're going to have, we're going to go see other, you know, tribes and other parts of the world. And then they're going to team up. And, you know, then we're going to remember what's happening on Earth because the Earth is like being destroyed. So just a lot of possibilities. When previously I was like, I don't even understand how this sequel moves forward. Or like, because the original movie, like you said, seems relatively definitive. Or you get that he's going to be a Navi, but. Yeah. yeah, it could have not had sequels and it would have made sense. That's actually yeah. interesting. Like, do you think that we'll actually uh, have some Earth time uh, in the future movies? I would mm. love that. I think that'd be pretty exciting. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities, mm. but he's mentioned quite specifically in both movies that like shit's bad on Earth. And then they come back and not, you know, the second movie, just talk about a little bit. He the point they're there is because the mission now is to like pacify the planet and make it habitable because they got to come from Earth. Um, mm. So it seems like Earth is literally like becoming uninhabitable in the second wow. movie. Mm. And that's that why they're sense. moving from like, oh, we want to get the unobtainium to like, we're going to take over the planet and like enslave the Navi. Man. Yeah. Like, and, and it's going to be it's going to be nuts to see where it goes from there. Because there's there's so much to kind of digest with the first one when it comes to when it comes to just like uh, what is it just like all of the different tribes, all of the different animals, like the different layouts, like all of the different areas that you have to get through, all the different like just the environments and stuff, and like how he had to deal with the like riding the the horse animals. He had to get adjusted to like oh do I do I like do well on the horses or do I fly? And it really seemed like uh, flying was the, uh, was the one that was pretty easy for him. Like uh, did, uh, did y'all feel like you would be one way or the other when it came to that? I know, I know you kind of visualized it or thought about it at least y'all have to have thought about it. Oh man. Mm. I'm a way of water dude all the way. I'm trying to live in, uh, and I think I'm forgetting the tribe, Met, the Metcain. Uh, I mean, that place looks like vacation land. So um, yeah. I will learn to ride the water creature. Plus, I don't like heights oh, so much. Man. It does look like people <laughs> just fall to your death if you like, they're like, this is the training ground. And then they're like, yeah, like some of the kids, they just die because obviously. Uh, whereas at least you fall in the water, music. you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I hope they do Way of the Fire in the next movie. So they can just have them jump in a volcano and then 
you know, just come out. Oh, like, no, that's that's definitely the next one, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't hear that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is Way of the Fire? I was just bullshitting. Yeah. Bro? Oh, damn. No, no, hey, no, James Cameron, yeah. hire me. Yeah, I think I think they're done. <laughs> Not like, quite. Yeah. <laughs> just saw that interview. You said they are filming. They're working on the third movie currently. In the second. Movie, okay. Okay. Shot. Okay. Cool. Wait. Wait. The yeah, it says twenty twenty four. I don't think or the third one. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, the third yeah. one's already shot. They're working. And they're on already, they're currently working on it. Wow. wow. Oh, the third one's already shot. Four. Damn. Yeah, they, they shot because all this stuff. Because he was saying that if, if this advance. one flopped, they were going to just do a two-movie arc and it'd be done a trilogy. But if this one did well, yeah. that he had it written out to be a total of five movies, I believe. Wow. Yeah, because I think he needed to make $2 billion total in order for this movie to be considered a success. Um, they have almost made $2 billion in a month. Right, Which right, yeah. That is... global box office is pretty crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, at crazy, crazy. That 2.922 billion right now. Wait, which one? Uh, the second one. The hmm. second one? Oh, no, is no. That, no. Uh, it's one. almost two, I think. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. yeah, one. No, the first Yeah, it has to be the first one. Okay, okay. I was about to say, okay. Which makes sense. Like, I was. <laughs> Because they re-released yeah, it, yeah. they did like super well re-released. Wow. wow! I got to admit, yeah, I was a doubter even uh, enjoyer of Avatar. I was like, "Why is? How can this possibly be as big a thing again?" And then I saw it, and I'm like, "Shit, this movie's crazy." Yep. Yeah. Like I, I true when when Todd told me he enjoyed it, I was like, "Oh, he enjoyed this movie." Like, because I, because it's Todd's a tough critic, man. He's a tough critic, and if Todd enjoys a movie, like. I, I know it's a good one. I, I'll let people know, man. Like, so that's a that's one to the Avatar two is definitely one to see in theaters, just like the, like just like the first one, but even more so because with this one, I feel like they truly mastered the, the, I don't I, I don't want to use this language, but the gimmick of three D, like they they used uh, they understood the like how to use space, not necessarily just doing the whole thing where it's like an arrow arrow pointed directly into like the, the uh, whatchamacallit, like right into the lens. Like, nah, nah, it was just like little particles and stuff floating through to kind of give depth to the scene. It was, it was super interesting. I had never seen anything like that before. Yeah, another thing that I really appreciated, um, you know, what he did was he shot it at a high refresh rate. Um, I think it was about yeah. 48 uh frames per second um oh yeah, yeah i yeah. thought it was right. yeah yeah i thought it was a uh, straight 60 frames per second but it was just uh 30, i did but too I difference. yeah it was uh it was, it was a really good choice uh for for that movie especially with all the uh water scenes that he had. right those yeah. water scenes when you can tell it's working you're like this just looks so good that like wow. of course it needs yeah. to be high in frame rate because i want to see like every detail of this crazy you know image yeah uh, i think gemini it's, man at a high frame rate too but right that, yes yeah. that and the hobbit were the other super prominent ones who did it and i think those both got pretty mixed reviews on the use of it um, yeah i got yeah, the I, hobbit I, I wasn't I, liked anyway I, but yeah i walked out of gemini man just pissed i was like man I want my oh okay i thought you walked that's out tough so gemini i never man. saw gemini man um but yeah that's and it was an ang lee movie right 
Yeah, you know, I mean, he's paper. very hit or miss. Very hit sure. Or miss. Um, that movie I watched it at home for free, and I was like, hmm, meh. I feel like I've seen this movie before. Like, and that was at home. I couldn't imagine if I was I paid and was in the theater. I'd be real sad. Like, this was a waste yeah. of a night. Yeah, because yeah. I was very shocked. It it just felt like a Will Smith vehicle. And uh, and did you know that Avatar One was supposed to be a Matt Damon uh, vehicle? <laughs> oh, interesting. I, I mean, they I can offered see it. it to him. No, I mean, absolutely, I can see it. I can absolutely see it. Tim Worthington, yeah. a bit of like a poor man's Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Matt Damon passed on the role, and they were like, "Uh, you." He's probably doing the Mars Man instead. He was like, okay. Mr. Mars Man." Because, because what else had uh, what else had he done? Uh, what's that guy's name again? The guy who played Jake Sully, Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. Yep. What else has he done? Because it, it, I know he did. Oh, he did this movie called Rogue, which I've seen, which was pretty dope. It's like one of the better crocodile movies which is super rare mm. um and I'm, I'm just a fan of crocodiles and alligators and you have like honestly in my opinion you have i think it's called crocodile which was like some weird b movie from way back in the day lake placid and rogue uh lake placid we've actually done on the show but rogue that's a very weird one-off movie about a rogue crocodile but the thing about i'm not going to get into it you just got to watch watch the movie it's it's i'm dope. intrigued already and cool. say no more yeah. that's a good uh looking at the poster right now and uh it looks intriguing <laughs> yeah oh seven yeah. right but he hadn't done really anything or clash of the no. titans but i guess that was after oh yeah so i don't see after. anything really huge before that you know some tv stuff but um yeah i, and I feel like cast in this ultimately i mean he's no yeah, man his avatar checks are cool <laughs> <laughs> now that he's 100% of blue avatar, or he's a. You yeah, know, I don't have to do anything else. Me. Yeah. And yeah. Zoe Zaldana, she's been in what, how many uh, like record breaking movies? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's bank. great in this. I love, she's, uh, she's great. Yeah. Wow. Sheesh. Her resume is stellar. She can get a job anywhere. Yes. Crazy. Blue in this and green in the MCU. Yeah, <laughs> Just, and and then she's in Star Trek too. Star Trek, MCU, this. What's the other thing? That's right. Oh, she has something else, doesn't she? Uh, she had what a else leading role in Columbiana. Um, yeah, Columbiana, yeah. which was okay, kind of forgettable action movie. Yeah, um, not too much there. Dope action, but just one of those standard, mm, kind of like slow. What what's that movie Man on Fire with Denzel Washington? Mm-hmm. Felt very similar to that movie. Very mm. similar. Oh, and interesting enough, a lot of people uh, seem to forget that she was in the first Pirates of the Caribbean as well. Oh yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yep. Boy, it's yeah, so she, long ago now, but that that adds up. She mm-hmm. was Jack Sparrow's ex, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she he stole her ship, and she yep. had just a little little sliver of a part uh, in there. Crazy. So long ago.
Wow, did you hear that? We were both hilarious yet insightful. Anyways, thanks for listening to each episode of The Folding List. We appreciate the support and we're glad you're not just hate listening. Actually, we don't care. Just keep coming back and listening. And while you're at it, make sure to check out the other podcasts in the Chino Umbrella. We've got The Nightly Binge, The Movie Dogs, and Sandusky's Talk Shit. All great podcasts with interesting people and topics. Back to the show. And it's really interesting now to see these actors like, and they're just completely CGI, but there's, and again, to the uncanny Valley, you'd think that there'd be something about that. that might be displeasing that you're like, Oh, there's like an actor's face in there, but it just looks so good. It's they've, they've truly perfected it. And I think the, the difference between avatar one and avatar two, um, one thing that I noticed was the, uh, the patterns on their face they were like much more prominent, like, like natural markings on their face. And I don't know if that was a, if that was like a, we're showing age or this is like something unique between each of the Navi or what, but, uh, the, there's so much more detail. Like I saw in an interview recently, he said that the one major difference between the movies is, are the amount of close-ups. There's much more emotional, uh, like, really tight shots on the on the characters faces and i think that that actually helped avatar 2 be much more of an emotional movie like there were many moments in that movie where i was straight like oh this is this is heart like this is sure deep. sure i, I don't cry in movies and i did cry <laughs> twice watching this movie <laughs> yeah um, it, it was i was heavy stuff in this movie yeah. And, it, you know, and again, he has no family or anything in the first movie. And so you're meeting all these characters in this moment yep. or in just the beginning yep. of this movie. But all the kitties um, and the connection between the brothers and sure, oh, man, like, like, kids, I don't I believe think... the name of the little kid is. Um, yeah. It's super um, well done. And then, like, and honestly, I don't think. Can you think of a James Cameron movie that has been as emotional or that he's been that he's either a dealt with emotional issues on this level or b seemed this emotionally invested because all of his movies have been almost one offs except for Terminator closest thing to like a family film or, you know, has vibes of like a, a Disney property in that sense. It's obviously not a family film, but no. But even even then, I mean, well, yeah, there there are some really deep moments in this movie, like uh, you know, a lot of things that they have to deal with. Try not to give too too many spoilers in the second one, but um, yeah, it feels like they were able to they were really able to keep the the emotions heightened in a way that I don't think I've seen. I don't know what I'm talking about. Titanic. <laughs> Titanic was right, probably right, the last right. time. But that's that just a love story, so it's a little more. Yeah. I think it's yeah. different because yeah. this is about your family point. and kind of duty yeah. and family bonds in a way that really yeah. hits harder than you're like, oh, this is tragic, but like you should have shared the the float raft with your lover because it's like you just like froze and then you know you live the rest of your life. Whereas this yeah, is you're like person. invested in the family. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah said, exactly. Eighty four years. It's like, damn, you still ain't married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Let him go, Grandma. Oh. <laughs> Let him go, you old man. <laughs> He's dead. Hooked up once. Like you still got this necklace. Like <laughs> it's worth so much. We're all so poor. What's happening? You could have gotten like this so long ago. She's on a Tinder date. Like it's been eighty-four years. Like all right. I'm gonna rob this lady. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Like so, that was the. Um, I think that was the last time that I. I that was the only time that I could think of James Cameron really trying to bring like a tearful moment because even in the abyss, there are there are moments where there's that one big moment honestly i kind of actually i want to do that i might have to do that show that one on this show that's such a good movie good Um, movie yeah oh man i've seen it a million times yeah but uh there there is that one big like dramatic moment to where like i guess it could be tearful but it's not really that tearful um and then definitely not terminator definitely not aliens like none of those all of those movies are like these big action movies that are very kind of yes you're invested but it's not it's not affecting you on a on an emotional level and i feel like with avatar one he was able to establish characters in a way that made you go like i man i really connect with these creatures they are not real they are eight foot tall like aliens and people at the time were flipping out about Mm -hmm. avatar like there were definitely people that were uh making some drastic decisions over the fact that they weren't in the avatar realm which is crazy like you can't be sad all the time because you're not in the movie there's a lot of great movies i i love spider-man but i like I can't be in the movie. Like, it just is what it is. You know what? And Man. I think because of that, um, that's what kind of gave me, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoyed the movie. Um, but it was the reaction of um, everyone just flipping out over them being depressed that they were wow. in this world. Um, I think that's what kind of gave me an alternative outlook on the movie. Um, because I really didn't get that. Um, I thought that the movie was visually stunning for its time, um, but I just thought that, you know, it was a, uh, a, you know, just a good science fiction movie. But the fact that people were getting depressed over this movie, I was like, maybe there's something that I'm missing here. Like, what am I missing? Yeah, like I and I get that, man. It's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful movie, but it's not like, oh, I need to invest like my entire life into this. Cause like the, like, what was it, Todd? Did you say like there, there you, who did you see recently with, was it John Wilson uh, with the Avatar? With the Avatar, yes. And I believe, boy, and I hope this is correct. It's an episode of How To with John Wilson, uh, mm-hmm. follows like an Avatar fan group. And of course, it, it, like the episode is very endearing ultimately. Cause they're very, what you'd imagine, like uh, Avatar fans being like very, uh kind <laughs> people who are just into yeah. like avatar i see but i mean you. like truly everyone's like and what was this 2020 or 2021 literally everyone is like no one gives a fuck about avatar like <laughs> it's dead it's never coming back like why are you into this shit and they're all like oh wow. this other movie's coming it's like you're like whatever whatever but 
No, they've yeah, been vindicated. I mean, box office says, you know, there will be more movies. Yeah. Wow. And and I've actually like, I, I, I was a fan of the first one. I have hyped that first one up forever. Do I have posters on my wall? No. Have I ever been to a convention? No. Have I ever done any of that? No. Because it was legitimately that one experience in the movie theater. I don't think I've ever, oh, man, when I, when I lived in Orlando, I worked as a leasing agent and we had a giant HD TV in the, in the lobby. So guess what they would put on to like show how nice the TV was? Avatar. I have seen this movie so many times. <laughs> like bits and That's pieces funny. of it at least I've seen it so many times that really it was funny. like when they were like all right the next one's coming I'm like fuck fuck off like <laughs> how is that like what are you going to make in circuit city <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> <laughs> oh, those be those Best Buy workers are going to go insane when Avatar Two go comes out. <laughs> you know what that I reminds me of? Again. <laughs> the forty-year-old virgin, um, where straight up, yeah, yeah. nothing but uh, Michael McDonald. <laughs> He's like, I hear y'all. <laughs> I'm became a Michael I'm McDonald a fan after that line. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I listen to the Dewey Brothers all the time now. I'm like, that shit was lit. Yep, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. So it was, I've, I've seen this movie a bunch of times, um, but I'll all, I, I, I've said it before, like, it, it's almost like chasing the dragon. If you've, the initial time you see it, if you saw it the proper, like, how it's supposed to be seen way, you'll probably never top that experience because watching it watching this movie like even just in hd watching avatar one in hd on a giant hd television back in like 2008 2009 that wasn't a fun experience like that wasn't anything special it was just kind of like oh we're just kind of going through the motions here but watching this in 3d and imax that was one of those things that uh was truly shocking because like did you find out more about the cameras, Todd? The uh, stereoscopic cameras? Not too much, like technical details, but just you yeah, appreciate. Yeah. I do know from having gotten a new TV, them pushing recent technologies, you know, 4K resolution, the high dynamic range for more colors. And like, it's not until you see something like Avatar 2 that you're really like, okay, you can really appreciate what the extra resolution can show. In the, and that's part of why I see it in the theater now. Um, in any theater is great, but particularly in one with like a really nice new projector or like a laser projector, like the colors are just unreal. I mean, there's never been a movie yeah. I've seen in a theater that looked this nice, not even close. Like I've seen some cool movies in good theaters, but just the way he's doing it, it's like for that demo TV material, like he knows what he's doing and he's like showing off crazy. in a sense, like this just looks yeah. crazy. And, and he's pushing the, pushing the genre, man. Like <clears throat> I think, one thing that I saw that was interesting, I we watched this, uh, we watched this documentary that, not documentary, but it was a, uh, who's it, twenty twenty, uh, it was like a twenty twenty special ABC News whatever, where they were interviewing everybody for for Avatar two, and James Cameron was talking about 
um, how there's a pregnant character in Avatar 2. And you don't see pregnant women on film doing things. And if you do, it's like either comical or it's like unrealistic. You never see pregnant women on film just like doing things. And uh, Kate Winslet, who who is pregnant in in Avatar 2, she was like, yeah, like, I don't know any woman that has just sat around and did nothing while they were pregnant. They're up doing things, you know, like whatever they have to do, they're up doing it until they can't. Like, I know, I know my wife was just up doing stuff, period. Like, there's no telling her to sit down. Like, this is not how it works. If she doesn't want to, she's not going to. And James Cameron was like, no, I've, I've never seen that on film. And I wanted to do that. And I was like, I guess you can do that if everything is CGI. So now you can just like, you can, you can have a, a pregnant woman riding a dragon and nobody's in danger. It just mm-hmm. looks super cool. <laughs> like right, that's, right. And that's what he's able to do. It's, it push the genre, man. Push it. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think the only time that I can really think of where um, there was an active pregnant woman in film, um, which was actually really, really good, was Children of Men. Um, oh, man. Yep. Clive, Clive Davis and Clive Owen. Uh, Clive Owen. Yeah. Yeah. He had mm-hmm. to escort. Uh, the pregnant woman throughout the uh, the the, the wow. movie, and you didn't find out that she was pregnant until like about a third way, a third of the way into uh, the movie. Um, and I think that's the I think that's what you got to do, man. You gotta you gotta kind of go that route and start giving pregnant women some opportunities because those movies are, <laughs> or even just even just display it differently. Like mm-hmm. uh, yep. it, it's, it, and I think that's that's what they were successful with in Children of Men. That's what they were successful with in this because it's it's like a I, I think what he was doing is he's he's showing that there's going to be a ton of things that are actually possible when it comes to CGI and where this stuff can go. Because I think a lot of people have gotten very like a lot of CGI has started to feel really stale, especially because the because the Marvel universe, I love the Marvel universe, but there's a lot of CGI in there that kind of makes it feel a little bit a little bit samey and yeah. this movie did not feel the same like right avatar I mean, 1 just, avatar 2 doesn't feel it. yeah yeah he's pushing yeah. it forward in a way that is admirable and you know it's that's why it took so long but he's so committed to that that he because i again i saw this interview with him talking about just the underwater scenes and the difficulty of it which makes wow. sense like why would you be filming it just seems so unnecessary. Just do it 100 <laughs> CGI. No one cares. But he's like, no, I want to make it look real. And he's wow. totally succeeded in most cases, where you know it does seem believably real. Like the water in the the first scene, I think, in the new movie, where I felt that way is like they're back in the jungle and the water is raining on their skin, and it just looks so real the way the water is coming down. That um, talk about you know, again, it's not a diss on the MCU, but I've never seen anything like yeah. that until this movie, where it's just like a next level that I didn't know was possible. Yeah, they definitely set the bar high uh, for visual arts uh, in this movie, and Marvel has a lot of catching up to do. Um, but I also think that Marvel is kind of becoming a little bit stale uh, in their method, just because they're cranking out so many movies and they're burning out yeah. all. Are there all their VFX artists? Um, you know, there was a, a, a period where a lot of them were complaining. Uh, it was kind of like a Me Too movement for VF, VFX artists uh, coming together, saying that Marvel was just a terrible client. 
uh, to work for because of unreal, unrealistic deadlines and um, just them approving of so many different uh, or them approving of not really high quality VFX work and just them shooting it out the door, which resulted in a lot of uh, negative um, you know, feedback from uh, She-Hulk, uh, where a lot of people thought that you know, um, uh, Tatiana Mislani's character, uh, uh, She-Hulk, didn't look uh, you know, real enough um, you know, for her own show. And I thought that that was yeah, yeah. I I've got my thoughts on She Hulk, and and a lot of them aren't negative. Like I, I don't have a lot of negative thoughts about She Hulk. It wasn't that great. It also wasn't really for me. That and honestly, that movie was straight up for old school Marvel fans. Like I think we've talked yeah. about it on the pod before. Like it's not for us. It's not for people our age. It's straight up for like the 45 and up crowd which is crazy to think about but that's what that show is for it's it's interesting um but i i think the the thing about the thing about avatar and especially like the the time that it took to make these projects i think that's why they're so good and that's why they're so special is because unlike marvel unlike disney uh like a lot of the star wars stuff unlike even some of the hbo stuff um you can tell how much care is taken and time is taken with all of these things like how long what 15 years how long sure. is it yeah 2009 wow. and i think he started shooting in 2017. that's um, started wow. so and it was delayed by the pandemic then but it ultimately took like 12 years or so which, that's crazy it's just cool to see a passion project it's like the yeah. james webb telescope you're like oh this shit's never gonna come out it sucks and then it comes out and you're like oh okay this is like really cool <laughs> yeah, it worked and it's great this is, yeah. this is amazing wow because like even uh bill paxton was talking about it he was like because bill paxton is that's why he was in so many of james cameron's movies is because they're they're homies like they've known each other a very long time and bill paxton was saying that after titanic after shooting titanic they were hanging out and james cameron was like i i think i think i have an idea for like this this movie with like all this he started describing it to him he's just like all right james cool man like i don't that sounds awesome (laughs) and and then he you know and then he went and did it and i think that's the that's the crazy part about james cameron i think that dude is He is truly a visionary, but also from what I have heard, he's not a super fun dude to work with. I guess we can kind of leave it, uh, kind of keep it. Demanding, demanding boss, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's worse than um, Michael Bay. (laughs) Uh, In my opinion, yes. Because yeah, exactly. James Cameron makes good movies. Like that's the like that. That's the difference. I don't know, man. I haven't seen a good. I need to see. I need to see that new Michael Bay movie before I can like be like, oh yeah, I do like think he's a good director because. Uh... Because even uh, what I say recently, I was like a bad movie I've always enjoyed was The Island. That's a terrible movie, but I like it. <laughs> I always have. That's, that's like one of my yeah, favorite unlike Michael, Michael Bay, Bay who, is, who just does everything. And I don't mean to diss on Michael Bay too much. Just iterate. I did, yeah. 
you could see five <laughs> seconds of footage and be like, okay, it's like a sequel to the Bumblebee part two. But then yep. when James Cameron's like, oh, I'm going to do this crazy shit. It's like blue eight, fall, eight, eight foot tall aliens with like animated tails. And you're like, yep. what? Just like do Terminator 3, bro. And but then you're like, it's not only is there a very positive environmental message, but it's like the latter half of a new movie is like the most badass action movie wow. that I've seen even in many ways. I, and you're just like, I man, literally... how do you put these things together and make it seem fine? You, yeah. you have like children running through the forest and swimming and playing with whales. And then you also have like mom dropping arrows in the dude's chest from like 300 yards. Just like, stop. Like that, that was, I, <laughs> that was like a great moment great. in the, in the first one. Like when, when you finally get to the battle in the floating, in the floating mountains, like, I think that's when you're really you're really watching James Cameron just kind of go ham because they people have always said it I've, I've heard that from who did I hear that from uh Danny Boyle he said in an interview he was like one of the hardest things to do is to direct a movie in space um James Cameron was like well I'm just gonna cover all the elements I'm just going to cover all of it. I'm going to do space. I'm going to do deep sea. I'm going to do uh, the Arctic on a sinking ship. I'm going to do uh, a whole other planet. And then once I create an entire planet, I'm going to go underwater. And then we're going to go to the volcanoes. Like this dude is, <laughs> oh, he's gone to the future. And he <laughs> does actually like go in a submersible all the way down to like the bottom of the ocean just to do it, Oof. which it's not yep. some shit I would do. So I, I mean, it just you. He clearly has this mentality where he's like, "No, I'll do it. Like if I'm, I can imagine do it. it, I can make it happen." I, I got yeah. the money. I'm gonna do it. Fuck it. In that interview, he said he's uh, a Fox president or someone told him like, "Yeah, I like this Avatar, but can you get rid of this like hippy dippy shit?" And he's like, "No, like the hippy dippy shit's like the point." And you're like, it sounds so insane. Like another director, they'd be like, "We're not making this movie." But then he makes it, and you're like, "Ah, oh, it's like still cool." So some great machine gun action of these like peace loving aliens hitting them through the canopy with like you, st you still get the ah, like that shot the screaming sure. machine gun yeah yeah fire. you still get that like you get you get it all man like this this movie Avatar one Avatar two and I can't imagine the rest of them being bad at this point at this point like I'm I'm in I'm ready for it like they're they're um and that that's the only thing that frustrates me about the second one is that it has built anticipation for the next i didn't think mm. they were going to do another one i didn't think they were going to do it yeah. I, I just thought it was, I didn't it was too much money they're they're never going to do it they like it, it would be like titanic 2 or the abyss 2 or terminator 3 where we're not gonna that movie doesn't exist we're not gonna there is no <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> i actually want to see titanic too i want to see the resurrection of the <laughs> <laughs> they all come back as zombies or something who knows yeah yeah or terminator they come out of the water <laughs> yeah or just yeah cross pollinate have a t2 you know fighting yeah. jack <laughs> against the navi right. or something that'd be cool uh, uh, start. Uh, and that's the way it's headed it's like you know Currently, oh, you know, what comparing is it? it to the MCU because the MCU is success, but like you could easily see in 10, 20 years that there's like 
a bunch of streaming shows. There's an Avatar TV show. You know, there's oh, all man. sorts of stuff because he's made this whole universe. And is surely there will be a Disney to... park now because it's a, a Disney owns. Yeah. The oh, there already is. There already is. Right, right, right. I guess you're right. There's one for the first one. Um, I think yeah. in in I if uh, let me check my math here, but um, like the they built series. that the uh yeah the animatronic uh for uh for Avatar and and it might be one of the most expensive uh animatronics ever made, which is which is nuts because you know Disney goes ham and. Yep, for the Navi Shaman anim animatronic, which is on the River Journey ride, it cost $23 million. Damn. Just that one just animatronic. For that, mouse money, just man. that one animatronic. So, they could have given that much. Hey, I would have painted invested. myself in blue and just like stood out there. <laughs> being like, oh, man. <laughs> I see you. Just do that like 300 times a day. Yeah. $23 million. I would have did that shit. Tell me y'all wouldn't have done that. Would y'all have done that for 23 wow. million? Every day. Oh, yeah. I do it every day. It might not have been quite as good, but <laughs> I'd do it every day, man. <laughs> Yo, I would take money to see Todd in all blue just standing out there. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how much would you pay, Cam? <laughs> I think that's the question. <laughs> I'm not talking to Kevin Feige and all of them right now. Like, uh, how much are you gonna pay? I, I'll pay. I'll paint myself blue for not too too much money. <laughs> I may go see the we'll next Avatar premiere and paint it blue. I mean, I could do it for free. Yeah, straight up, man. Straight up, we got to go watch this movie again. But we got to. I got the limited edition popcorn bowl, so I'm. That's I feel like my first step, and then like I'm yeah, the by the next movie. Yeah, Todd. If we if we go see this again, and I meet you at the theater, and you are fully dressed head to toe in blue, I'm gonna. I, I, there's gonna be a lot of. <laughs> a lot of explaining I, to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I probably won't get this time, but it's certainly the idea is there. I'd really much rather be one of the Tolkun, the whales, the two-eyed whales. Um, oh, yeah, that's yeah. That's hard to come across in a Halloween costume, but I'm thinking of it. <laughs> Just a bunch that's of trash bags. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how that would work, because you did come to my our uh, pseudo-Halloween party dressed as Sonic. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I got some blue hair already. Yeah, so I swear yeah. that's the thing I have for blue characters. I like characters of any color. That's got a kink. That's so funny. That's oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I'm going to tell everybody to follow us on Twitch, follow us on YouTube. Follow us everywhere. Like uh, I think we're on we're on Instagram. We're on all the social medias, all that good stuff. And if you're watching us, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. We are are there. You got. We need those. We need those subscriptions. Just hit the subscribe. That's like that's the best follow. thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> and follow. I'm gonna point, but it's not. I'll point somewhere. I, it probably won't be on the it's video. Never there anyway. Sure. They just point. Yeah, so yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's very true. Go do it. Go do it. Go watch it's, the movie and follow everybody. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we gotta do a we gotta do a thumbnail uh photo too. Like <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, we'll add the red arrow <laughs> and the uh, the really big white text later on. So. Fucking <laughs> 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 YouTube man. Yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, thanks. Yeah, I man. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. You a Patreon? Like. Yeah, yeah, straight up, straight up. All right, y'all. Great combo once again, and uh, and thanks, Todd, for joining us. We appreciate it, man. Anytime, we thanks for having me, fellas. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate the expertise and uh, Cam. Great talking to you, like always. Fuck those blue ass whales. Um, <laughs> <laughs> finally addressing that right at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't get me wrong. I actually did enjoy the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're more intelligent than us, so, you know. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> well, all right, y'all. Once again, thanks, audience, for joining us here on The Folding List. Peace. <laughs>